0: Hey, welcome back. This is Robert Fleming, one of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona Elder Law Firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. I'm sitting here with one of the other partners, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, and we're going to talk to you about elder law issues. The particular elder law issue I want to talk about today, Elizabeth, is how to close up a trust administration. So uh, let me start with a with a premise. I've been Named as the trustee of my parents' trust. They both died. Uh, I have two siblings, and everything's to be divided equally between the three of us. The trust consists of a house and about, uh, oh, I don't know, $250,000 in a brokerage account and uh, some CDs. And um, I just got, I, I just took over three weeks ago after dad died. Um, I want to start sending money out. So what do I do? Can I just go ahead and close everything in the brokerage account, close the CDs and start sending checks to my brother and my sister?
1: Robert, you know, I wouldn't advise that. I think that the first thing that you should do is get into an attorney's office, talk about what the inventory of trust property looks like and whether or not you've got values as of the surviving spouse's date of death. we need to start thinking before making any kind of distribution making sure that you've got the proper documentation to show what was collected upon death and what those values were now you know another question robert i'm going to ask you is whether or not you intend to sell the house and divide the proceeds from the sale of the house Well, i was
0: thinking i'd take the house because i like investment real estate
1: interesting so you're thinking about taking one of the pieces of trust property in kind, rather than the proceeds from the sale of that property. That gives us a little wrinkle, but we can work around it. You also mentioned some CDs, Robert. Is there a reason that the CDs um, have not been liquidated? Were you thinking of trying to distribute those in kind as well?
0: No, I was thinking I'd cash them in, but uh, you know, my brother wants some of the stock. He's picked several of the stock Um, Issues that he particularly likes and he wants those and I figure that if I cash in all the CDs Then my sister we can cash in the rest of the brokerage account We can give her cash because that's what she wants. I'll get the house and I can I am probably work it out about to be about equal
1: Robert have you checked to see whether or not the CDs are titled to a parent or to the trust and whether or not there's a pay-on-death designation on that brokerage account?
0: I haven't, but um, I'm pretty sure I would know about it. My parents were always pretty forthcoming. and By the way, I get along great with my brother and sister, so uh, don't make this too hard. This should be really easy. I really actually told my sister, She might be able to pick up a check at the funeral. That turned out to be a little too hard to do.
1: Well, Robert, I think that your intentions are good and we can get some money out sooner rather than later. What I want to tell you, though, is we've got to start with an inventory of property. That's really important. We need to know what is owned by the trust or what might be owned by the trust once it's transferred by you, the successor trustee. I think I want you to know the end game here. The end game is going to take a little bit longer than you and your siblings probably have guessed. There will need to be, most likely, a 1041. What that is, is that's a tax return for the trust. You're also gonna need to make sure that you file a tax return at 1040, your parents' final 1040. Uh, And talking a little bit about that, I want you to understand that some of those 1099s that they always received from that brokerage account and a couple of other assets. You know what? You're going to have to wait until you've gotten the 1099 for 2021 before you can actually close up the estate because you're going to need to file that tax return. So, I just want to I just want to let you know that we're going to have to go through this process a little bit more slowly in terms of the timeline to actually wrap things up. That does not mean that we need to wait until the very end to distribute all of the assets that would be considered trust property. But it does mean that I think some expectation setting right now is a good idea. I think that one question that we haven't talked about is whether or not there's any kind of mortgage on the house or any kind of debt. Are you aware of anything like that? Uh,
0: I know they they did have a line of credit, but I don't think they ever borrowed anything against it. Um, but uh, but I guess if 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 it turns out that it owes some money, then one of the things I'll do with the CDs is pay off that uh, that debt before I take the house.
1: Well, I think that makes some sense, Robert, but we need to also consider what the terms of the trust say. Um, one of the things that I see here is that the trust really doesn't have any language about what to do if there's still a mortgage on the house. So I think my my recommendation is, to talk to you a little bit next time you come in to see the inventory you've put together. In the meantime, I'm gonna have our team here put together a letter so that we can send something out to your siblings and talk to them a little bit about what to expect in the next 30 to 60 days. The letter is gonna be kind of a formal letter. It goes to qualified beneficiaries of the estate, talks to them about some of the things that they're required to receive. One of those things is an annual report of trust property and so we're going to try and put this letter together Robert and one of the things I can do is we'll slide a paragraph in there that talks about some initial distributions and I think that it's very reasonable to expect that we can get you know ten or twenty thousand dollars in the scope of the estate that's less than ten percent but definitely get something like that out in the next thirty to sixty days what I want you to understand though is is that it's going to take a little bit of time to come up with what's called a proposal for distribution that's a more formal letter that proposes how the assets in the trust will be distributed. And it's important that we give some time and thought to that rather than just promising anything right now. Does that make sense to you?
0: Well, I, you know, I, my parents did this trust precisely so that we wouldn't have a lot of hassle. We wouldn't have to pay a lot of lawyers. Uh, you're making it sound like it's going to be really complicated. And, you know, my brother and sister... They know that I took care of mom and dad for the last two years. They're not too worried if I come out a little bit ahead on getting the house. They, they, uh, they're going to be fine with anything. So I, I don't want to go through all these formalities. You're making it sound really complicated.
1: Well, you know what, Robert, that is okay. Part of my job is to make sure that we know what your liability as a trustee looks like and what we need to do to make sure, to the degree we can, we minimize any exposure that you have as a trustee to things going wonky. So it's great that things are going well. We're going to keep that keep that as our number one goal moving ahead, but I do want to let you know that if you're going to work with us, we're going to ask you to do things the right way. With your help, our fees and the time that we spend on things can really be minimized if you're able to do the legwork yourself. But I'm going to tell you something we don't do anything at Fleming and Curdy halfway. So it's important that we understand moving out of the meeting today what's going to happen in the next week. And I'd, I'd like to start by having some friendly outreach to your siblings, talk to them about what they can expect as far as a distribution let's just keep it simple and distribute some cash up front and then let's work towards what your goal end goals are I can see here that based on the general value that we're assuming uh, you have in brokerage accounts and you also have in cash that we can probably get around and, and figure out a way to make a distribution of the house but need to understand a few things you're going to need to have the house appraised and that's going to be something that you can start working on now to find an appraiser. I'm not going to have you use Zillow because you're an interested party and, and having you just pick a number off of Zillow to, to use as the value for the house, it's really not something that that I believe is, uh, you know, we would do at Fleming and Curdy, We'd do it the right way.
0: So once I get it appraised, I guess I can take probably 10% off of the appraised value because there won't be a broker involved and, and, uh, and there won't be any title insurance, or any uh, a title company involved?
1: You know what? The answer to that is no, Robert. Um, we can talk about whether or not you want to collect a fee for your services trustee. You are permitted to do that pursuant to the terms of the trust and under Arizona law. But you're not able to get a discount and can't give a discount to yourself. One of the things that I want you to understand out of our meeting today is that I only represent you. This firm is representing you in your capacity as a trustee. We are not representing you as a beneficiary of the estate. So keep in mind that the advice I'm giving you is to you as a trustee, not as a beneficiary. And it won't hurt my feelings in the least if you were to go out and get an attorney to give you some advice as a beneficiary. I just can't do both things. Does that make sense?
0: It does. And Elizabeth, I did not start this podcast thinking we were going to role play, but that was a lot of fun. We should do role playing more often.
1: Well, Robert, I did take some advanced drama in high school and, uh, well, I quite enjoy role playing. One of the things I, I want our listeners today to know is that trust administrations, the nature of a trust administration depends on the assets involved, the terms of the trust and the parties. And so it's great when we work with people who have wonderful relationships with their family and beneficiaries. That's all good. But the reality is is that all too often we see people just want to skip steps in the process. The problem with that is is by the time it gets to tax season, by the time it's time to do a proposal for distribution and distribute the bulk of the estate, we'll say 80% or more, oftentimes people haven't gotten the proper documentation to share with everybody to make sure people are informed about what the value of the assets are, and what troper, trust property actually consists of. And um, the exercises for the trustees really can be time consuming. and it, it requires usually at least one or two conversations with bankers and making sure you've really looked under every nook and cranny of an account to make sure there are no beneficiary designations or surprises. So we see most people get frustrated oftentimes right on the front end because they're just eager to start distributing.
0: As, as I was serving up my part of the role playing, I have to admit that I was embedding a lot of issues that I see often in cases that we deal with. And, and there were some trick things in there, like, I want to give uh, cash to my sister, but stock to my brother. Well, when you cash in the, some of the stock in order to, uh, to make a cash distribution, you might generate some income tax consequences for the trust. And those income tax consequences might get shared, will get shared equally among the three beneficiaries. So, uh, so you actually hurt the people who take uh, direct distributions, in-kind distributions. You potentially hurt them if they incur some tax liability on stuff they wouldn't have had to pay tax on. Um, and if we put IRAs and, and 401ks and retirement accounts into the mix, that problem is exacerbated quite a bit. Uh, I put in the a bit about uh, about valuing the house and when and the timing of distributions precisely because we see that so often that people are they're they're self-interested. They're not meaning to to steal or or take advantage of their siblings. But when it comes time to value the house, it's just natural to say well if i'm going if I'm going to get the house as part of my distribution, uh, let's use the lowest valuation that I can reasonably support. And that's not an, as you said, Elizabeth, that's not an okay answer. You've gotta, you got to, you got to play it straight and you need consents from your siblings. If you're going to take a distribution of one of the assets in kind.
1: Well, Robert, what I'm going to tell you is what I tell many of our clients. Our role here as counsel of, of, um, of the trust, of the trustee is time-consuming, it's detail-oriented, and part of our job is to make sure that we're minimizing the exposure to liability that the trustee has. And sometimes that, that can, can seem like a lot of work. It doesn't have to be, though, and, and I will tell you, my, my goal in many of these cases is to encourage trustees to be transparent and slow down. Once trustees start expectation setting, it is really hard to rewind, and it's really hard to move ahead with beneficiaries unless beneficiaries feel that there's full transparency. So while sometimes people say, gosh, Elizabeth, why do we have to send a whole year of bank statements? My answer to that is, why not? I don't care if your brother just puts it in the trash and throws it out. The idea here is that by the time... You're done. You are going to be able to move forward into a new chapter with your siblings if they're the beneficiaries or other parties. We don't want to have the trust administration completed and have people in bad bad spirits or bad moods. That's no good for anybody and it's really no good for the legacy of the person who died. So oftentimes this process takes quite a bit longer. And there are twists and turns on the road. We have Oftentimes, you'll have a beneficiary that may call us knowing that we're representing the trustee and ask for legal advice. Beneficiaries hate it when we explain that we cannot provide them with legal advice. We can provide them with information. We can provide them with documentation that the trustee is ready to share. But we can't give them legal advice. And then, of course, they say, well, we were all friends before this started. Why does it have to be so complicated? Most people get very frustrated when we talk about taking inventories and actually figuring out what the value of assets are. The reason that you need to do this is so that people are treated fairly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a concept that we see time and time again, Robert, even in these cases with families, extended families, charities, everybody's well-intentioned. But all it takes is somebody to make a misstep and then somebody feels wronged and and then things just go sideways.
0: And, uh, you know, maybe I can wrap that up by saying when clients say to me, my brother and my sister and I get along very well as a lawyer with a lot of experience in handling these family dynamics, what I hear is my brother hasn't told me the ways in which he disapproves of what I've done and my sister hasn't told me what she's told her husband our brother and her lawyer about the way I've behaved when uh, it's a cliche, but when money is involved, there is the opportunity for very good relationships to get soured. And as you said, Elizabeth, we want to prevent that if we can, by making sure everything is done pretty much by the book. That doesn't mean we have to uh, spend a ton of money and a huge amount of effort. But, uh, but slowing down the trustee client is very often what we're trying to do.
1: And you know what, Robert, there are many opportunities to be creative, particularly with parties and in, in family settings who, who wanna get creative. So I think in your particular scenario that we walk through today, there are certainly different ways to achieve that, the goal of, of distributing certain things in kind. But my last two notes for today, I think, are number one, uh, cash and stock is one thing. But what we really see eruptions happen over is personal property. Um, and oftentimes that, that's some of the hardest to value when we work on a trust administration. And the second thing is, is it's not uncommon when we see family members as beneficiaries that the thing that sets people off is not what the trustee is doing right now, but is what somebody did to somebody else about 12 years ago and then what happened about 37 years ago Mm. when the favorite child actually took the lead. That's what it, you know, the flavor kind of marinates over 37 years. Mm. And at the end of the day, oftentimes we see people really unable to articulate why they're so ticked off at the trustee, but it's actually the fact that they haven't had control and that that is something we can't fix. Right. And so if you didn't have it before, (laughs) as a beneficiary who is waiting to get money from the trust administration or waiting to get your share, you're not going to then get control. Unfortunately, a lot of people are unable to realize that that's why friction happens. And that's what we try and avoid. It's not about who has control. It's about following the terms of the trust, following the law, and making sure people are treated fairly so you can go on with your lives. And I'll tell you, the people I think that we work with who have good results are able to grieve. They're able to move through the chapter of a trust administration of taking care of a parent and celebrate that person's legacy on the other end. And when that happens, that's a good feeling for me as an attorney.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth. This has been a lot of fun. We should role play more often.
1: Stay tuned.
0: Uh, I'm chatting with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. I'm Robert Fleming. We are two of the partners in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And you've been listening to Elder Law Issues. We really hope you will keep listening to Elder Law Issues and join us again next time. Thanks.